Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> In today's episode, we learned that there is no stepping grandma. Thank goodness. Well, what about grandpa? I don't think there's a stepping grandpa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Blending families is actually more than just you and your wife and the kids. It, there's a lot of other people involved. There, there certainly are. And we learned that pretty quick from some great examples from our parents. And then we started thinking about having grandkids ourselves someday. There's a lot to think about. There is. And I like thinking about us having grandkids. Yes, it is kind of fun, isn't it? <laughs> and we do have two now, which is very exciting. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, we added our second grandbaby. Yep, Zoe Ann. She's yep. adorable. It's great. Thank you, thank you, Rachel and Russell. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so when we when we started thinking about this, we said, well, how have our parents really kind of accepted the kids into into their grandchildren? And then we thought about us having grandchildren, and then uh, we also thought about, well, what would it mean to just be a normal grandparent, not a, a step-grandparent? And what we found is there is no real step in grandparent. There isn't. There isn't. It doesn't exist. And I'm glad for that. Oh, I am too. Well, our parents really taught us a lot about how to be a grandparent. They did. They were so inclusive from day one, weren't they? They really were. And it was it was really a blessing to us to see our parents just take these new kids into their arms and accept them as their own grandchildren. Yeah, it's true. And in fact, the I think was it the first time that your your parents met my kids? We were down in Southern California for your nephew's wedding. We were still engaged. Yes, we were engaged. We weren't married yet. And uh, your mom has this tradition of giving a $100 bill to the grandkids that can kiss her on the forehead. Flat-footed, that is. Flat-footed, meaning they are taller than her. That's the <laughs> right. whole point. And my mom's not a short woman. She's not. What is she? Five, She's 5'10". 5'10", yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a goal for the grandkids. There's many grandkids that will they, never meet this goal. No, there are. <laughs> most of them, my daughters and your daughters. Yes, yeah. yes. But most of the boys, in fact, I'm sure all of the boys. I think all the boys can kiss grandma on the forehead yeah. flat-footed. But we were all together, and my kids were just meeting your parents, and your mom said to my son, Jake. Who was 16 at the time. Yep. Jake, come over and see if you can kiss my forehead. And he was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> So he kissed her on the forehead. My mom handed her handed him a hundred dollar bill. He didn't think it was weird anymore. No, once he once that money hit his hand, it was like, oh, I love this new grandma. So that was really great. She, you know, was just like, you know, right on top of that tradition. Right, and what it did for not just Jake but all the rest of, of your kids is it made them feel a part of the Pulsifer clan, even though their last name wasn't Pulsifer. Right. Right. They felt part of it. Yes. Yes, and. My son Sam, he's he's getting there. Yeah, watch out, Grandma. Yeah, he's next he's time ready, you see him, he's ready for that hundred bucks. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's upped it since inflation. The, the younger uh, grandkids seem to have uh, 
been able to talk grandma up before. So we'll see what happens. That's true. That's true. So some other things that uh, like your mom did right away, that very first um, Christmas, we were married in September. And by that Christmas time, your mom had already made ornaments for all of my kids. Yeah. So something that my mom has done, I think we counted the ornaments this last year. I think she's done it for 25 or 26 years. Yeah, that sounds about right. So my mom is an incredible artist. She sews, she paints, she crafts. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing she can't do. And she makes each of the grandkids an ornament. It's different every year. It's a wood, you know, wood ornament that she paints and she puts the year and their name on it. And it is so special for my kids to get those every year. And like you said, as soon as we were married. I mean, she didn't have a lot of time and she had to make six ornaments, which was quite a bit. I mean, compared to how many she normally makes. Yeah, because she starts back in, I think, August, September, she starts because they're quite, in fact, you know what, maybe we should put on our blog, we'll put some pictures we'll put some of. pictures of, yeah, so check out our blog, you'll see some yeah. pictures of grandma's ornaments. Yeah, because yeah, they're they're quite involved. They're not just, uh, <laughs> they're not just, you know, slop the paint on. They're they're quite involved. Yeah, very detailed. And the kids over the last eight years have really enjoyed getting, what ornament is grandma going to have for us this year? So another tradition, like we talked in our last podcast that our parents are doing that's really bringing their these new grandkids into their lives. And I don't think they ever consider them step-grandkids. No, no, they don't. They have just been so good at including them from day one. Another great thing that my mom does is when any one of her grandkids gets married, she makes them a quilt. Yes, a beautiful quilt. Yeah. So, and she's done that with all of our, um, all of our married children and also for the, the grandbabies as they come, uh, her great grandchildren, she does the same thing. She makes a, a quilt for them as well. And there's been no exclusion at all. No, no, it wouldn't even be a thought. It no. Even be a and thought. you know, that's the thing that I love about our parents is they really went out and they just said, these we're, we're bringing these kids in, and it really helped the kids get through a chaotic time of blending these families together. Um, they felt love. They did. They did. Here's Darren getting emotional. Sorry, guys. It's okay. That's why I love him. <laughs> That's why I love him. Another thing that our parents started doing right away is birthday car. I mean, they don't miss anybody's birthday. Which is really amazing, especially for how old our parents are that they don't forget. <laughs> Sorry, mom. And how many cards they have to send out. My mom, yes. I think last count she had was over 60 um, grandkids and great grandkids that she's keeping track of. Yeah, it's quite quite a bit. And they never miss, never miss a birthday. My mom always sends Valentine cards. And, you know, they're just really thoughtful in that way. And we appreciate it very much. I know the kids do too. Another thing that's very personal, and that is um, Paige's dad. He's not much of a technologist. Not much of a technologist. <laughs> he I, thinks- I doubt he'll be listening to this podcast because he won't know how to turn it on. Sorry, Dad, but it is true. So, and we have uh, we have our children that have served missions uh, for our church, and um, instead of sending an email out to to those kids, he handwrites a letter and sends a letter every week to each one of our kids um, uh, that are on their missions. What an incredible um, act of love and kindness. He does. He sends it. And he also sends us a handwritten note. Probably once every couple months, he'll send a yeah. note that just says, 
how much he loves us and appreciates us. And he always says something to you in the note and thanks you for taking care of his daughter and her kids. And he's very grateful. You know, it's, I'm kind of a traditionalist that way in that I asked your dad if I could marry you. And you were 40 years, 40 something years old. I know. I thought it was kind of silly, but I thought it was kind of cute. But your dad. Wait, how old was I? You, did, you, did you just mention my age? Well, you oh, mentioned what? my age last time. <laughs> I am 50 years old now. So Paige is a little bit younger than me. A little bit. Six months. Lots, lots younger than you. <laughs> so, um, but your dad, um, he, he looked at me square in the face and said, you take care of my, my princess. I went, oh, I better do that. So I am the youngest by seven and a half years. And she is so spoiled. I'm the baby. That's and it's right. And it's a good place to be. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. It is. And we've seen the thing that the thing that I really appreciate about both of our, our parents is that there was no doubt in their mind that this was going to work. And they made sure and they did everything they could to include everyone so it would work. They did. And we're going to have an upcoming episode about how it is um, moving into a new family that's been used to someone else for the last 20 years and how like your siblings accepted me or my siblings accepted you, which I think is actually going to be a fascinating episode. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a little bit different than, oh, the, how our parents just accepted (laughs) us right away. But our parents did, but my siblings had a rougher time. Yeah. yeah. Siblings are a little bit different. They're a little more skeptical and protective. Protective. So I think that's actually going to be a a really good episode coming up. (laughs) We'll invite our, uh, our siblings to uh, comment. That will be interesting. (laughs) A little more gritty. Yeah. A lot more gritty. Okay, now we're going to talk about what it means to be a grandparent in a blended family. Not our parents, but us, because we've got adult children and some married children. So we were looking forward to having a grandbaby in the house. Oh my goodness, so looking forward to it. And Rachel and Russell made that happen, uh, what, three and a half years ago, Emma? Our oldest grandchild is three and a half, just as cute as can be, a little spitfire. Oh, she's so much like Rachel. So cute. And then uh, just, what, two weeks ago, February 13th, we were blessed with Zoe Ann. Zoe and Emma's little baby sister. And, you know, there's nothing uh, that brings a family closer together than a baby in the family. Oh, it's so true. In fact, this is a side note. When you and I got married, one of the things that Darren and I had agreed upon, well, okay, so let me back up. When we were dating, one of the first questions you ask somebody when you're looking to a, get into a relationship, you is know. Is do you want more kids? Is do you want more kids? I and, mean, I already had six. <laughs> I was I was done. You were done. And I had four. And so I remember one of our very first conversations we had on the phone was, do you want more kids? No. no. Do you want more kids? No. Okay. We can keep talking. We can keep talking. Yeah. The next was... Do you like camping? No. Do you like camping? No. Oh, great. Let's keep talking. <laughs> Let's keep talking. That's right. And so, it's funny because I was a, I was assistant scoutmaster at the time and hate and I hate camping. So that's anyway, a whole other story. So when we um, start, we're, we're dating and talking about that. And even after we got married, we were hey, we're not having kids. Oh, but then then our first child <laughs> left the house of well, the seven, and it was funny because Paige went through kind of a withdrawal. We had seven kids in the house. And I think Jake was the first to leave. And when he left, you felt this hole in the house. 
I something did. was missing and you and you came to me and said, let's have a baby. And I said, no, 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 no. I did because going back to what you said a few seconds ago about how there's nothing like a new baby, right? There's right. nothing like a new baby being born to bring a family closer together. And I was thinking how you and I are never going to experience that. And that made me sad because it's such an amazing experience in a family to have that new baby. And between a husband and wife and your whole family, it's just, it's an amazing experience to have that newborn baby. And so I started thinking, Darren, we have to have this experience. No, we don't. Because <laughs> I remember sleepless nights. I'm a very light sleeper, so I'd be up all night. I remember poopy diapers all over the house. I like the concept of being a grandparent where the poopy diapers are around the house, but I'm not the one having to change them. <laughs> I'm not the one that has to be up at night. That's for younger people. Yes. But you understand what I mean. I totally, yeah. totally get it. And and every time an, another one of our kids left the house, Paige felt this same way. Like we need to add more to the house. And I said, just give it some time or you know, we had uh, married kids at the time, and uh, eventually they helped fill that gap. Thank goodness. Thank you, Rachel and Russell. <laughs> yes, and I'm I'm 100% over that. Thank goodness. And I am glad we did not have a child. So with, with grandchildren now, we had to look at establishing what things, what traditions were we going to do with our grandchildren. And one thing we decided right up front was any grandchild that came into our blended family, there was no step. No step. No, it's just Emma is your granddaughter. Zoe's your granddaughter. Because Rachel is my daughter. And it ne never even for a second was it. It didn't even cross her mind. No. Nope. Yeah. And n nor are you step grandpa to her. No, she just calls me grandpa. Yeah, you're just grandpa. In fact, she's so young, she doesn't really understand. She doesn't understand the blending of families no. and all that. And she she has nine aunts and uncles. Right. And she only sees it that way. She does get confused sometimes when we're going to go visit her. And they live they live about an eight, ten hour drive away. So sometimes when we go there, we can't take my kids because they're with their mom. Um, so she sometimes gets a little bit confused that not all of her grandma, all of her aunts and uncles are there. Yeah, she'll say, Where's Maddie and David? You know, she doesn't understand why they're not there. And you know, as she I don't I'm not sure when she'll have that realization that they have a different mom, that I'm not their mom. Um, but she hasn't, she hasn't gotten there yet. No, but we need to be mindful of that when the questions arise and that we need to address it right up front and not hide it from her. Right, right. Because that will just make it uh, more confusing. But right now they are just Aunt Maddie and Uncle David and Uncle Sam, and she sees no difference between any she of them. She doesn't, and she gets to see the kids a lot because uh, Grandpa spoils Emma as much as possible, and I got her a Echo Show. Um, so she can call me anytime she wants on my Echo Show. She can call you I on your it. Echo Show? I bought it. Oh, really? I you bought it? it? I bought it. It's for me <laughs> to talk to my granddaughter. And she can say, call grandpa. And uh, it calls me. Uh-huh. Yes. It is in the kitchen. It is for the whole family. Yes, it is. But every everyone gets everyone gets to talk to her. And she loves talking to us on, on the video conference. Yes, that's really fun. That's which has really been fun. a lot of fun. Um, another interesting thing, uh, to watch is how our adult children have really taken the blending of the families beyond the walls of our home. I mean, when we first got married, there were seven of the 10 kids living with us. Um, now there's only three, but they have carried this beyond when they're at, at school or working now. 
Um, five of the kids live, five, four of the kids live close to each other. And um, they're all inclusive. It's pretty amazing to watch. They do. They have Sunday dinner together every Sunday and... I mean, most every Sunday. Aunts and, and uncles uh, babysit. They come and play with Emma and yep. Mel Zoe. Um, it's it's quite incredible. And thank you, kids, for doing that. And it really started right up front with our oldest, with Amanda. Um, she really saw the new uh, kids, my kids, the younger kids, as more kids to play with. Right. Right. And yeah. um, right away, she had this bond with my youngest a daughter, uh, Madeline. We've got a great picture we'll put up on on uh, the blog that shows these two at our wedding. And they're like two peas in a pod. It's pretty yeah, funny. It was really cute. But yeah, we, we really um, appreciate our older kids making the blending of the families. Going beyond uh, our house. Yes, so much. Oh gosh, so much effort they put into um, making sure that that was a kind of a seamless transition. And without their good attitude... It, it would not have happened. No, it wouldn't have. And it, it was not that way at the very beginning. It, it was wasn't. a little rough. It was a little rough. But um, two of our kids specifically reached out to each other, and they don't call each other step-siblings. They call each other brother and sister. Yeah, they said there's there's no step. And, and yeah. they've been a great example for everybody else. And I do want to mention that for a second, though. It, I don't want people to think that this has just been a little fairy tale since day one. It has not been. It was rough in the beginning, and there were kids... The older, some of the older kids that were like, I'm not, You're on, not my dad. Yep. I'm not on board with this. You're and not my it, mom. Yep. It was, it was rough in the beginning and we're actually going to have an episode on the first year. Ooh, that's a, a tough subject. Oh boy. It was. So anyway, but they had an attitude change and I'm not sure, um, why they had that attitude change other than they could just see that this uh, was going to happen regardless it, of it was happening it already happened and jump on board and let's make this work or you know and you know what thank you very much kids for doing that yes i mean i couldn't couldn't say enough to them for having i'm sure attitude. they get tired of each other sometimes and they want to scream at each other. Oh, I'm sure just like all siblings do, <laughs> Just right? all siblings. But overall, they've been they've been great at helping each other um, while they've been going to school or getting jobs. And uh, it's great. I, I feel like um, our kids have really taken the things we've tried to instill in them and, and used them in their lives. So thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Now, now that we're brand new grandparents, we reached out and we have we have other friends that are grandparents too. We do. We actually have several friends that they're much older than us. Much older, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and it was good to it's good to talk to somebody that's been um, in a certain situation for a while, right? No matter what the situation is, but ours was grandparenting. How how can we do that the best? of our abilities. And so Especially we asked, in a hard situation that we're in. In a blended family, yes. And so we did reach out and get got some tips from our friends and how to grandparent the best that we can. And we had one, and this was actually even before it was grandparenting. This is for married kids in general. Yes. Do not give advice unless you are asked for the advice. Oh, this could be very difficult, especially for a software engineer like me. When I see <laughs> problems, I just want to fix them. <laughs> well, and because we've been through a lot of these same things with, you know, being newly married or, and then having kids, right? We've been through yeah, we've this. We've been through this. But what we learned real quick is 
Our kids need to learn through experience and they will ask us when they're stuck. And we don't have to step in and save them, even though we know what they're doing might go down the wrong path in raising our grandchildren or in just their relationship that only in certain times have we ever stepped in and say, hey, let's go talk. But that's very rare. Most of the time we wait for them to come to us. Right. Yeah, that's very important because we had some friends that they were giving advice before it was asked and it really put a um, rift in between the two of them. And so we thought, you know what, we need to be very careful. And I hope that we're doing a good job with that. I'm sure our kids, after they hear this, will tell us if we are or <laughs> yes, not. They will. We're trying our best. Sometimes <laughs> Paige and I will sit there, especially when it comes to parenting of two-year-olds and three-year-olds, because they can be a challenge. And we've gone through collectively 10 of those. Right. So we feel like we have lots to we offer. We have lots to offer. <laughs> but sometimes we sit back and we just hold our tongue and kind of laugh together and Later, when we're alone, we talk about it and laugh and giggle and say, oh, they're going to learn <laughs> just in a couple days. <laughs> and luckily, Rachel is such a good mom, and she's so good with Emma and Zoe. And so I do appreciate that there have been times where she has she's, she's reached out to you. Yeah, she has reached out to me for some advice, and that makes me feel good that she feels like I have something to offer because I think I was a good mom to her. Right, Rachel? Right, Amanda? Right, Jake? Right, Sam? I was a good mom. So anyway, but um, yeah, sit back. Don't give advice unless and it's just asked. enjoy your grandkids and enjoy watching your own children make mistakes and learn from them. Laugh a little. N nothing will be that earth shattering. <laughs> uh, typically that uh, you can't just hold your tongue and sit back and enjoy being a grandparent. Right. So here's here's a, a little example of sitting back and waiting and seeing what's what's going to happen. So when Rachel first had Emma, um, I was there. I think I got there a couple days after Emma was born. I stayed for a week to help Rachel out. And we were working with Emma, you know, three, four-day-old baby, on taking the pacifier. We wanted her to take the pacifier. Rachel really wanted her to take a pacifier. And the pacifier fell on the floor. And I look at Rachel, because I know what I would have done when the pacifier fell on the floor, right? For but first child. For first child. Oh, yeah, but you got to sanitize it. Yes. And I was thinking, I wonder what, but I know what I would do at my fourth child. And as a grandparent, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> lick need, it off, put it exactly, in the kid's mouth. They, they need the germs. Anyway, so I look at Rachel and I'm like, Rachel, this is a moment of truth. What's it going to be? Am I going to go wash it off in the sink? Am I going to go boil it? Or am I just going to wipe it off with my pants and put it back in her mouth? And Rachel looked at me and she said, oh, just wipe it off and put it in her mouth. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> she, she's not going through the first mom, you know, paranoia. She skipped that, yeah, which is yeah, kind of nice. It was very nice. So, but that but wasn't that was, my call. That was, that was great that you did that, that you said, hey, what do you want to do? Because yes. remember, even though they are our grandchildren, they're their children and they're, it's under their responsibilities to learn how to do this. And uh, we're there to advise when asked. That's right. That's right. Another, another thing that we learned was, you know, because they are your kids' kids and it's their responsibility, don't counteract what they want. Um, for example, if, they're, if they say, don't give, you know, um, Emma candy, then you probably shouldn't do that. Maybe a little oh, bit. Am I not supposed <laughs> to be doing that? <laughs> But 
it's okay to spoil your grandkids, but don't just don't sure, counteract their parents. Make don't sure. say your parents are stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. No, 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 no. And in fact, when I was just there because uh, Zoe Ann was born, um, I would get up with Emma in the mornings and I would feed her breakfast. And she, I'm sure she thought, oh, here's grandma. I can get whatever I want from her. So I always would give her whatever she wanted for breakfast. You know, she'd eat a waffle or cereal. And then she'd always ask me for Cheetos. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't think Rachel would give her Cheetos. So <laughs> I kind of compromised and I would say, here's two Cheetos. So I would give her two. So she would have her Fruity Pebbles and a waffle <laughs> and two Cheetos. And I think Rachel was fine with that. So, you know, sometimes you just have to, you want to be the grandparent. You want to be the fun one. But we have to be careful that we're still honoring the wishes. Yeah, the wishes of our kids. Right. Now, our parents have done a really good job at grandparenting, and I've learned some things from my my parents on how they've treated my kids um, that I want to em- emulate, and that is to be a um, stable force in the kids' lives, no matter what's going on around them, that they they know that they can always rely on you, right? Yeah, to definitely. always be there and be kind and unconditional love. Uh, that's one thing that I appreciate about. Uh, my parents with my kids. I agree. My parents are the same way. Just love, 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 right? Whatever we tell them, it's just, I love you. I love you. I love you. And that's how we want to be as grandparents. All right. So for the funny moment of the week, as we do every week, we've got a doozy this week and it all has to do with Emma Jane. Our granddaughter uh, and uh, Zoe coming into her life. Yes. So Rachel was coming to the end of her pregnancy. Uh, Zoe was about to be born in a couple of days and they were talking to Emma about it. And Emma was so impatient. She was so impatient. She, in fact, she asked Rachel before, before Zoe was born, she said, is baby Zoe here? Rachel's sitting there nine months pregnant and she's like, um, not yet. She's, baby Zoe's in my tummy yeah. still. So... Emma told Rachel just a couple days before uh, Zoe was born, I'm going to hold the baby first. And Rachel said, well, what about me? Shouldn't I get to hold the baby first? And she's like, no, I get to hold the baby first. I'm holding baby Zoe first. I've been waiting a long time. Yeah, she says, I've been waiting a long time, Mom. (laughs) So that was very cute. Very cute. And uh, just like any first child, uh, Emma's loving and kind and anxious and (laughs) emotional. Yes. Because... She used to have the attention of nine aunts and uncles, and now that attention is divided. So it's fun watching Emma go through these changes yes. and and uh, bring Zoe into her life, which she loves dearly. Oh, she does. She wants to be so helpful. In our next episode, we're going to talk about traveling with large families road trips. Yes, and our survival tips that we've come up with so that we uh, don't go crazy. Yeah, and so I don't blow a gasket. Oh my goodness, it's always a countdown. He's going to blow, he's going to blow.